What is the up, skis, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 52, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all the major WWE and AEW shows, give them a little recap, little review, and maybe a little bit of personal flair thrown in there. You know what I'm saying? Woo. Oh, there, there's some flair for you. So we're going to start the show off. Well, before we start... The show. Make sure you go back and check out last Sunday's big wrestling award show where I gave out a whole bunch of wrestling awards. And yeah, it was a really fun show. So go back there and listen to that one. But let's get into Monday Night Raw. They are in Seattle. And congratulations to the Seattle Kraken for making the NHL playoffs for the first time. That that will be fun for their city. But Members of the roster on the in the wrestling, not in not in the hockey. Uh, they're apparently dealing with some flight delays, so Riddle, Sami Zayn, and others aren't here. Boo airports. I mean, what the heck? So Rey Mysterio comes out. He is still super sad about fighting Dom Mysterio, his son, at WrestleMania. Dom comes out, fucks up his lines a little bit. The crowd poops all over him, just booing the bejesus out of him. Ray wants a rematch this time, even though he won at WrestleMania, he, he wants some more. But this time, Dom Mysterio doesn't want it, so he brings out Finn Balor instead. So, um, I don't know what happened right there with my boy Dom Mysterio. That was a pretty rough promo, messing up his lines. He didn't seem into it. There was something, I don't know, maybe he's sick. I don't know, but I'm, I'm gonna have to give you a thumbs down, Dom. What the, what the fuck? So we got a match. It is Finn Balor with Dom Mysterio versus Ray Mysterio. Ray counters a chain shot from his from his son Dom, hits a nice dive onto both of them. Dom hits Ray on the second chain shot attempt. Finn hits the coup de grace for the W. And oh my goodness, dude, like Ray Mysterio, like a fine wine, just continues to get better with age. I mean, another really good match right here. I enjoyed this. Ray, I don't know how he keeps going, man. Like, he just keeps getting better. Seven out of ten. Good match. So they cut to some footage from earlier on in the day and it appears that Lita has been attacked by somebody, they don't say who. Liv and Raquel look extremely guilty. They're just standing there and they're doing the, we didn't do it, we swear. It's like, dude, just just run. You know, there's really no way to cover your ass. Just, just run away. Get out of there. Uh, so they're standing around. Trish will replace Lita in the title match later on. Or actually, that's going on right now. So it is Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's Tag Team Championships. We got a Stratus faction. Becky very awkwardly rolls through an Oblivion attempt. And then Becky hits a freaking terrible-looking manhandle slam. Raquel breaks up the pin right there. Liv dodges a chick kick, rolls up Stratus, pins, and new women's tag team champions. It is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, oof, bro. That match was pretty rough to watch. I don't, oh my goodness. Super clunky. Every spot that they seemed to go for just looked off. Lots of miscommunications throughout there. Like, oh man. And the commentary was trying to cover up for all the mistakes, but there was just so many. Like, they're like, Oh, kind of didn't get all of that right there. Oh, she slightly missed her. A lot of didn't quite get all of that going on right there. So, I mean, I guess props to commentary covering up for a really sloppy, not that good of a match. I mean, a decent effort from all the whipping, but that match sucked. Thumbs down. Trish and Becky have a very awkward looking conversation in the ring. They're like hugging and I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then it happens. Trish Stratus attacks Becky Lynch, turning heel what the fuck just happened, man? Okay, so 
all of that just looked the whole the match everything there just looked awkward i didn't like any of that but trish stratus going heel i mean that's her natural that's what she's generally been for the majority of her career has been a heel so i like that i mean we'll see how it goes i'm a little bit nervous for trish stratus in the ring so far she's been quite rusty and um I'm, you know again she hasn't been in the ring for a long time but we'll see where that goes it's interesting uh pulling i mean Again, I don't know why they put the tag titles on Lita and Becky. Like, the whole thing was very... The whole women's tag team thing is just immensely confusing. We'll see how Liv Morgan and Raquel can do with the tag team titles. They're an okay tag team. They're they're a new tag team. They just got pushed together about a month ago. So And they're already tag team champions. I mean, feels like a bit of a hollow win right here. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Damage Control appeared to be dealing with some issues backstage. Uh, EO and Dakota kind of talking back to Bailey. Interesting. Bailey's like, uh, okay. Are they going to be breaking up soon? Well, I, I really hope not. I've really been liking damage control, but I don't know. Maybe it is getting a little bit stale. There's maybe a possibility that they're going to move on with EO Sky. So we move on. It is Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. A battle of the meat. Bobby tries to lock in the hurt locker, but Bronson is just too goddamn big. He, he can't get his hands locked. Bronson just jumps and falls backwards onto Lashley. Kind of scary. Seen some really gnarly injuries go down that way, but uh, they're okay. Bobby slams Bronson Reed. Crowd goes absolutely nuts for that. I mean, that's big, strong men slamming big, massive man. So, yeah, impressive. Crowd go banana. Bobby tries the hurt lock again. They fall out of the ring. They fight a little bit. Referee counts them out. The match is over. Boo! I hate that crap. Uh, an alright big Hoss fight, though. You know, it, it was a bit messy, but that kind of goes with the nature of a big boss or a big Hoss fight. Bobby and Bronson they brawl after the bell. Referees and all the brass pour out to break them out, break them all up. I mean, I like. I, I don't know. I think that could be a, a decent pairing. I really like Bronson Reed, and I don't know. Bobby Lashley definitely seems a little bit frustrated in the company right now, but I think Bronson Reed. I, I, I don't know, only because, like, the only reason why I don't like it is because I want Bronson to win, but I also want Bobby to win, so these guys both need to be winning right now, so I don't know if it's the best idea to put them in a match together. They got, that's why I think they went with the draw tonight, but, uh, yeah, it was okay, it was fine. Now we got Cody Rhodes, he comes out to address the Brock Lesnar problem from last week, so Brock Lesnar absolutely kicking the shit out of Cody Rhodes last week. And Cody says he admits he's a little bit scared of Brock Lesnar, but he still wants to fight him at a backlash. Awesome promo right here from Cody. Very passionate. And I'm not going to lie, he's got me fired up for this match that I did not want a week ago. I had zero interest in this, but Cody doing what he do best, and he hypes up this match. So, well done. Thumbs up. We got the Usos versus Alpha Academy. The crowd is absolutely loving everything that Otis is doing. This makes me happy, man. I mean, I was a big fan of Otis and the Heavy Machinery. Loved him. I love him even more now in Alpha Alpha Academy, honestly. And it's nice to see Otis being able to branch out with his personality. They, when he was in Alpha Academy, he started out just quiet, big, meaty man that doesn't say anything. He's just supposed to be intimidating. But everyone knows that Otis is a really funny guy. And now he's starting to blossom out into that. So that makes me happy. I'll give that a thumbs up. Why not? Usos hit the 1D on Gable for the W here, but dude, as always, very good match from the Usos and allowing Alpha Academy to look great as well. Really like this this uh, chemistry between the two teams. I hope we see some more matches out of them. Seven and a half out of ten. 
Well, we move on to the number one contender's triple threat match. It is EO Sky with damage control versus Piper, Nevin, and Mia Yim. So, who wins this match gets a shot at Bianca Belair. EO nails a moonsault on both Mia and Piper Nevin, pins Mia for the W. This makes me extremely happy. I mean, huge win for EO right here. She is the number one contender for Bianca. That. Dude, that match on paper right now, I, I am quite excited for that. EO Sky can fucking go. And I think EO could be the opponent that really brings out another gear out of Bianca. I mean, nothing against Bianca. She's a good-ass wrestler. But I'm looking for a great, potentially, potentially match of the year candidate right here. That's how much I believe in EO Sky. So I'm extremely excited for her. Uh, the match was fine, pretty solid, didn't do anything with the no DQ stuff, no weapons or anything, and it wasn't a very long match, and EO kind of just dominated, which is, I, I really like Piper Nevin and Mia Yim, but neither of them have really gotten anything going, but I do like the fact that Mia and Piper were in this, uh, in this match, so they're kind of showing that uh, maybe they believe in these three, so that's good, I like that, I like all three of these women. We move on now to the main event. It is Solo Sokoa with the Usos versus Kevin Owens. Solo works the injured leg of Kevin Owens all throughout the match. Kevin fights off the Usos numerous times throughout, but they overwhelm Kevin Owens eventually. Solo hits the Samoan Spike for the big W here for Solo Sokoa. I mean, beating the tag team champions, even though, like, obviously Kevin Owens immensely outnumbered. He doesn't have his backup. But it was an awesome, gutsy performance from Kevin. I mean, selling that injured leg the whole time. Some really nice near falls. Very solid match. I liked it. And then the beatdown on Kevin Owens begins. And here they come. It's Riddle and Sami Zayn. Even though they said they weren't going to be here. They beat up the bloodline. And they get the better of the bloodline this week. So that's that's all right. And, I mean, it was a better Raw than last week. It's not necessarily saying very much, because last week was pretty shitty, but uh, some better decisions made this week, I think. I mean, really like... I like that Finn Balor match. That was some good stuff. Rey Mysterio, I mean, like I said, he's always going to have a, a solid to good match. The Tristratus turn, I don't know about that very much. We'll, we'll see. I mean... I, I was kind of hoping they, they would revisit, like, Lita and Trish and let that happen one more time. But uh, we'll see where it goes. It's, it's semi-interesting. And, of course, Cody Rhodes being the best. And, yeah, it was an okay show. Five and a half out of ten. Let's move on now to NXT 2.0. They were where they always are. Uh, we got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. They are in the ring to address Braun Breaker attacking them last week. Dragon Lee arrives to a really nice ovation from the crowd, so that's nice to see. Dragon wants the title. JD comes out. He claims he is number one, and he wants the title. And now here comes Grayson Waller. He calls them El Stupido, which I believe means they're silly or something. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do Spanish or anything like that. Dragon is shook so bad by that insult that one of his buttons bursts off of his shirt. This makes me and my wife giggle. Nice opening segment right here. I, again, I love this combination, this grouping of superstars right now. And it uh, looks like they're starting to sneak into that main event scene, the NXT Championship. So I really dig that. Any one of these guys would be a great opponent for Carmelo Hayes. I mean, I don't think it's going to be Dragon Lee. 
But uh, JD and Carmella would. Oh, oh my goodness, that'd be phenomenal. Now we move on. It is Henley and Kiana James versus Dawn and Fire for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. A rematch. We got an impressive springboard bulldog and a Canadian destroyer from Henley. Like, whoa, that was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Well done. Jensen runs down with a loaded purse, screaming at Henley to use it right in front of the referee. Like, referee's standing there like, you do it, you're done. And he's just like, do it! Henley won't do it. She flips on Jensen, tells him to beat it. Jensen pushes down his friend Briggs, or I guess former friend, leaves with Kiana. Fire and Dawn hit the Swanton, pins and retains their titles. Solid match. I mean, very impressive performance there from Henley. Though that that Canadian destroyer was gorgeous. Well done. Very nicely done. Uh, looks like the split is happening for Briggs and Jensen, and we'll maybe have those two getting into it, or probably some sort of uh, mixed tag team action going on here. Again, not that interested in the story, but it's um, it's it's a step forward. It's uh, advancing the story finally, so it's uh, one of the more interesting things that ha- that has happened in the storyline in a minute. So that's good. We move on to Chase U presenting Duke Hudson with the MVP award. Duke Hudson being a bit of an undercover dick throughout the whole segment, but everyone's having a good time. Then Braun Breaker comes down to yuck all the yum. He ruins the celebration, spears Mr. Chase. Though he was trying to spear Duke, Duke moves out of the way. Chase takes the spear. Uh Uh-oh, that's probably going to cause some shit later. Braun tears up the flag. Just, oh, what a douche. And an absolute animal you are, Braun Breaker. How, How dare you? Boo. Boo, I say. But it was a funny segment. Thumbs up. We got the Dawn and Stax. They appear to kidnap one of the pretty deadlies. Like... Oh my god, they just grab one of them, stuff them in a trunk, and they're out of there. Like, okay, I like this. It's kind of stereotypical, but I like it. We got Big Body Javi versus Eddie Thorpe. Uh, he made his debut last week, Eddie Thorpe. It was a very underwhelming performance, so we'll see how he does this time. Damon Kemp comes out to watch, and yeah, it was a much better match for uh, Eddie Thorpe. He picks up the W here. Hitting his boring finisher, but he he definitely has some tools there. He's definitely athletic. Got a decent look. I don't know. It's really too early to judge, but they're not doing this guy any favors, like, making him interesting. At least they threw in Big Body Javi, but I think people were probably more interested in Big Body than they were in Eddie Thorpe. We got Gallus. They're causing trouble backstage, getting into it with uh, a new guy. I didn't catch his name. And the Schism. So they're getting into it with the Schism. Interesting. We got Tiffany Stratton versus Sol Ruka. Both women just showing off the crazy athleticism throughout. I mean, they definitely grew up doing gymnastics and shit. I mean, you got the handstands, the fuck, the fucking cartwheel, the whole thing. You know, the gimmick. It, it's, it's really good. Thumbs up. Ruka has a slight strength advantage, but uh, Stratton nails the pop-up moonsault. Beautifully done for the W right here. An impressive performance from both women. Future looks bright, man. I mean, I... I'm not a huge... I mean, Tiffany is growing on me. The epiphany thing, I love it. I'm even starting to get my wife to like her a little bit. It's mostly because how much my wife dislikes Tiffany Stratton. But ever since she started laying down the Tiffany epiphany, we're starting to like her a little bit more. Not too bad. we got the Creed Bros. They're interviewed by Mackenzie. They call out Gallus. And then Tiffany shows up, and you guessed it, she has another epiphany. Not a bad little segment right here. And then, oh baby, here she comes. My boo, my baby of NXT. It is Cora Jade. She is in the ring. She cuts a promo against all the women. Just individually torching each one of them. Oh my god, I missed you so much, Cora. Thumbs up. 
Lyra Valkyria has heard enough. She comes out to tell Korra to shut your mouth. Jade smacks her right in the mouth. Thank you very much. That was fucking hilarious. Lyra fires back and Korra intelligently retreats to prevent Lyra from further embarrassment. She was just saving everybody. She was just, okay, she's not She's not here to make everybody look terrible and bury everybody's career. So Cora Jade doing the right thing, taking a step back. Well done. Well done. We got Von Wagner with Mr. Stone versus Ilya Dragunov. Von wastes no time. He blasts Dragunov in the face with a kick. Oh my God, I love this shit. Dragunov fights back, hits a brutal looking diving MMA forearm forearm to Vaughn's face dude that thing was fucking horrific looking like full on just jumps in the air and just clocks him right in the fucking mouth and then he hits the torpedo pins and wins I mean damn nice quick adrenaline filled fight and I think Mr. Stone is fired or something because Vaughn lost this match I I didn't I don't recall them saying anything but I think he's fired right here a little bit so we'll see how that goes we got Joe Coffey with Gallus versus the debuting Tank Ledger. So that's the guy that they were getting into it with backstage earlier. He seems extremely fired up. I'll, I'll use that word. Anyway, Coffey nails a gnarly discus clothesline, but Tank is able to get back up to his feet. Coffee nails him with yet another one. He's able to pin and win that time. So though Tank didn't win, it was a much it was much better for him to fight a legit opponent in Coffee instead of some jobber that we don't know. And they put on a very boring, mediocre match. Like it just it just never seems to work. Like I would take a loss over a legit opponent in a debut over squashing a nobody any day. Like remember John Cena? Who did he fight in his debut? Kurt freaking Angle. Did he win? No. Look how good John Cena's career was. There you go. So that's that's my that's my two freaking cents on that. Anywho, the match was solid and well done getting two birds stoned with one rock, making coffee and tank look good. I mean that that's a thumbs up right there. And then all hell breaks loose after the match. Creeds and Dyad come down and they all brawl with Gallus. I'd I'd really like a trio of, of these teams in a match. I think that would be really good. Oh, and a, side, and a side note, I just realized this recently, that the Dyad are the Grizzled Young Veterans. I was like, oh my, I can't believe I'm just cluing into this now. Like, I love the Grizzled Young Veterans, and I just realized that they've been the Dyad this whole time. Like, well done. Well done with the gimmick change. Like, I really did not notice that at all. Like, wow. Okay, moving on. Pretty Deadly attacked Stax and Tony D backstage, so I guess they got unkidnapped and, and then attacked. I don't know. I'm confused. I wasn't following along, I guess. Grayson Waller now versus Dragon Lee versus JD McDonough versus Duke Hudson. Fatal four-way bitches would chase you. We got Dragon hits a German on JD. He goes tumbling out of the ring. I mean, ridiculous sell right there. A little bit scary, but I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And then Dragon straight up sit out powerbombs Duke Hudson. Like, Duke Hudson is a massive man. Dragon Lee, not so much. So, impressive strength right there. Well done. Thumbs up. And then that snake, Grayson Wallen, nails a stunner on Dragon, takes the win from him, and Waller is the number one contender for the NXT Championship. And bro, the fucking hype is real with Dragon Lee, man. That guy, this guy rocks. I really enjoy this guy. Love the chemistry between him and JD. I want those two to fight over and over and over and over and over again. And then Duke adding the, the fun underdog energy, and of course, Grayson Waller, bringing the heat to the match as he always does. It was a really good match. Seven and a half 
at it then. And it was a good show this week. Enjoyable all throughout, I feel like. Even the Jensen Kiana stuff was, was solid this week. I enjoyed that. So that's a thumbs up for all that. And I love having Cora Jade and Joe Coffey back. I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them. JD McDonough, Dragonoff, Dragon Lee, all the Lees, Lee and Dragons, all on fire right now in NXT. And NXT just doing a really good job having multiple good storylines going on right now. I'm digging it. Seven and a half. And then, good show, good show. Now we'll move over to AEW Dynamite. They were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin this week, and we start off with Darby Allen versus Swerve Strickland. Swerve removes Darby's belt, and oh man, he struggles to get that belt off, but when he gets that belt off, he beats Darby silly with that thing. And it's one of those belts with like the, the little metal studs on it, so oh man, that just freaking hurts. Darby then removes... Uh, <laughs> Darby removes Swerve's boot, twists his ankle, and then bites his foot. So, there's just... Okay, straight up, that's just gross. Don't bite people's feet. That's disgusting. And there's a lot of clothing removal going on in this match. I, I, I'm fine with this, but it's I didn't expect this. Darby then hits a Poison Rana off of the apron, hits the coffin drop pins, and then Prince Nana comes down to break up the pin. Oh my god, Prince Nana. Aubrey kicks out all the outside interference, so no more Nana. Nana 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 hey 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 goodbye Darby locks in the last supper pins and wins this was a great match Darby nail uh, Darby with those nail uh, gnarly uh, I can't speak Darby with all those gnarly spills that he always does oh my god dude and then swerve I have to admit though I'm not a fan of this guy really strong performance from him as well and some really nice close near falls kicking out of each other's finishers a couple times really good match eight out of ten and it gets even better. MJF comes out, drops a awesome promo on Darby, tells him he's an amazing wrestler, possibly the best he's ever been in the ring with, but he is not on his level, and calls him Sting's bitch. This summons Sting. He throws pom-poms at MJF, like, Sting, yes, yeah, that Sting, the, the aura, the, the, the secretive, the doesn't talk very much Sting, throws pom-poms at MJF, like numerous pom-poms. He has, like, Six or seven of them in his outfits or whatever the fuck he's wearing. Uh, he tells MGF his time is almost up as champion and Darby will be the next champion. First off, I don't think I've ever heard Sting talk that much in AEW ever. It was honestly a little bit freaking weird. Like, I haven't heard him talk that much since he was in Impact or TNA or whatever. But it, it was okay. It was just a, it just kind of threw me off. It was fine. It was a, it was a good promo from Sting. But MGF, he was fantastic. And Darby, he was good as well. I can't get over the fact that, I don't know, whenever I hear Darby do a promo, he just sounds like a young John Moxley. It was uh, nothing wrong with that. I mean, Moxley's one of the best promos in the biz, but he definitely reminds me of Moxley. It was a well-done promo from everybody. Sting, uh, I don't know. It was, it was okay. It was fine. Thumbs up. We got Silas Young versus Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a squash match, boo. Hobbs wins and defends his TNT championship. And then Wardlow appears in the parking lot and he wrecks Hobbs' car, smashing a forklift into it and then taking a very long time to flip the car with said forklift. And honestly, I think I think Wardlow was doing Hobbs a favor. That car, it's a nice car. It's like a, I, I can't tell you what fucking kind of car it is. Maybe an old Cadillac or something. But the paint job on that thing, ew, that red stripe going on it, fuck that. Make it solid black or put some chrome on that bitch. Get the hell out of here, Hobbs. Ugly. 
Anyway, Wardlow comes into the arena, brawls with Hobbs, and then power bombs Solo off of the stage through a table, and he bonks his head on the table, man. Oh, those are so those are so scary when you see that. So he uh, kind of misses the second table and just smacks the back of his head with it. Uh, don't don't know if he's okay. They went to check on him right away, but uh, I hope he's fine, man. Those are those are really scary uh, falls. We got Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. Orange coming in with a very injured hand, so he's not going to be able to hit the orange punch without uh, hurting himself. Buddy is stomping on the hand numerous times, and he even crushes it at one point between, like, the turnbuckle tightening thingy. I I don't know. That was fucking creative, dude. I like that. Thumbs up. Then Orange hits a top rope tornado DDT, which fucking gorgeous then he's not done he goes through the ropes hits another spinning tornado ddt and then he just serves one up straight up plane i mean oh those tornado ddts are horrific thumbs up one point here orange is playing possum but uh buddy matthews just has none of it and he totally catches orange that was a freaking awesome little spot right there i'm gonna give that a thumbs up but dart or uh, not darby orange cassidy is able to catch buddy into a mousetrap for a really sneaky victory right here and my goodness man that was awesome some really crazy near falls right there i really enjoyed the story of the hand and dude buddy was just being an absolute just ruthless son of a bitch on that hand so i really enjoyed the performance there from buddy and yeah seven and a half out of ten really good match we got Ethan Page finally realizes that Matt Hardy has screwed him over in the contract. He's in the ring and he will not leave until Matt Hardy comes out. So Matt Hardy and Private Party are no longer attached to the firm. They're free. Yay. And then uh, Big Bill comes down and absolutely destroys Private Party, bro. He absolutely just fucking full tilt smashes him. He goes flying into the apron. It was hilarious, but I'm also like a little bit concerned for his safety right there. That was brutal. And then the music hits. Boom, 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 boom. But this time, Matt Hardy's already out there. So it must mean it's Jeff Hardy. Ah, for the 900th time, he returns. Ah, the crowd explodes for the 900th time. And he's back yet again. Let's see how long Matt or, uh, Jeff Hardy lasts this time. I like Jeff Hardy just fine, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jeff Hardy. I like him. I just don't like the fact that people don't give Matt Hardy the respect. That's that's my thing. So, welcome back, Jeff Hardy. That short little stint that you had here the first time you were in AEW, it was really good, really reckless. I was kind of scared for you, and then he just disappeared, kind of th- does the Jeff Hardy thing that he does. He'll just disappear, but at some point, he's like a boomerang. He's going to come back, and here he is yet again, Jeff Hardy. And then they show off the horrific gash left on Don Callis' face from last week when uh, John Moxley pushed him to the ground. Don Callis must have bonked his head. It actually looks like Don Callis fell on a fucking hatchet or something. Like, it was, it's a gruesome gash, man. Like, there's, there's almost no other way that he didn't fall on an axe head or some sort of hatchet that was on the ground. Because that's the only thing that that looks like. It, it looks like a pussy on his forehead. It's horrific. Anyway, uh, oh, oh, and Kenny Omega says that he's taking it personally, so uh, Moxley, you're dead. Nakazawa, speaking of dead, Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler, not normally known to be wrestlers, they are going up against uh, some very much guys known for wrestling, John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli. And this honestly feels like The Simpsons, 
uh, situation. <laughs> Stop! He's already dead! Yeah, it, it definitely got some of that situation going on right now. So, uh, Nakazawa, a bloody mess before the bell even rings. Uh, the bell does eventually ring. Claudio spins Nakazawa out of his shoes. Like, are you fucking kidding me with this? This is awesome. Moxley then busts open Cutler. He's bleeding into his silly little mask that he wears, so looks kind of scary. Uh, Moxley and Claudio won't stop the beatdown. The referee has to disqualify them. So technically, Cutler and Nakazawa win this match. Oh my god. Give them a title match right now. Moxley talks shit on the microphone. This summons a Kenny Omega. The excitement allows the Young Bucks to sneak attack uh, Blackpool, Kenny attempts murdering Moxley with a screwdriver, but Blackpool escape the elite versus Blackpool. Yes, please inject that right into my butthole and need that right now. Now we move on to Rio and Sky Blue versus Ruby and Tony Storm. Tony hits the hip attack and the Storm Zero on Sky Blue. Pins and wins. Solid quick tag team match right here. Good performance from Blue. They're kind of showcasing her. Look pretty good. And then the, the outcasts do the spray paint thing. They do the L on Riho. The disrespect over here. But it's okay. My boo, my baby of AEW. Jamie Hayter runs down for the save. But she's outnumbered, goddammit. So here comes the doctor. It's Britt Baker and Soraya. They, come, they meet in the ring. They square off. And the outcasts are forced to retreat. And now we have our main event. It is Chris Jericho with Danny Garcia versus Keith Lee. Uh, it's uh, I'm, I'm a little bit happy here to see Keith Lee back in the main event. It's been a long time, man. Keith Lee goes for a moonsault, which is absurd. He is massive. He nails it, but Chris Jericho has the knees up. Oh, no. Jericho goes for the code breaker, but Lee catches him. Power lifts him into a... Absolutely stunning spirit bomb, man. That is that's gotta be one of the best power bombs in the business right now. That thing is ridiculous. Uh Swerve sneaks down, bonks Lee on the head, Jericho pins and wins. Oh no. Uh, pretty slow match, honestly. The beginning was really slow. Uh methodical from Keith Lee. Garcia interfering a whole bunch throughout the match. Eh, it, it was kind of a letdown. Not that good. Then Adam Cole, baby, he comes down to help out Keith Lee get out of there safely, and that's the end of the show. So I don't, I don't know if Adam Cole's going to be joining up with Keith Lee. That would be interesting, but uh, eh, I don't know. I always wanted Keith Lee to be on his own, but maybe he does need a tag team partner. I don't know. It was a really good dynamite this week. Fucking Jeff Hardy out of nowhere. He got some good matches as always. MGF. I love this pillar thing. The four pillars. Each week he appears to be targeting a different pillar in the company. It was Jungle Boy. Now he's moving on to Darby. Really, really like how that's going along. And um, interesting to see Nakazawa and Cutler in the ring. And... Uh, Blackpool being like hooligans and stuff. I kind of like how that's going down. Uh, at some point, someone's going to... Well, the Elite is going to come down whoop some ass. So that's going to be fucking incredible. Really looking forward to that. Uh, the only thing is just, yeah, that, that main event was a little bit of a letdown. It's nice to see Keith Lee in there. You know, his big chops. That ridiculous spirit bomb. I mean, oh my god. Look up that spirit bomb if you haven't seen it. It's, it's so good. I'd say it's, prob it's a better power bomb, I think, than the last ride. It's very similar, but... Oh, Keith gets them up there real good. Beautiful sell from Chris Jericho. And it was a very good Dynamite this week. 7.5 out of 10. And I know my buddy Billy is going to be very happy. He's a, probably the biggest Jeff Hardy fan I know. So there you go, Billy. He's back yet again until he does something silly and he's gone. 
again. Now we will go to Rampage. They start off with a IWGP Tag Team Championship match. It is Aussie Open, who just got the championships. Congratulations to them. Versus the Best Friends. Best Friends, they put up a good fight, but Aussie Open put them away to defend their titles. Really good opening match. I mean, Aussie Open, they work so smoothly together, man. Oh, such a treat. I, I'm, I'm hoping we get to see a little bit more of them, but uh, they're clearly not with AEW all the time. And they have really good chemistry with the Best Friends. One of the better matches I've seen out of the Best Friends, they're really good. It's just that they rarely have a match with no shenanigans. And thankfully, this one had no shenanigans, so that was nice. 7 out of 10. We've got Sanjay Dutt doing a terrible job backstage, trying to hype up Mark Briscoe for their match later on. And, dude, Briscoe's face says it all. He seems to have uh, regretted his decision in joining up with Jay Lethal and all those guys. Pretty funny segment. we got the new AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR. They come out to cut a promo. They announce that they are signed for another four years. And then after that, they're done. But... I mean, we'll see. Four years is a long time, so a lot of stuff can happen in four years. But they claim they are all elite for the next four years. Dax gives a motivational speech, and it was some good stuff. Top guys are out. And I'll give them a thumbs up. Pretty decent. And now we have Matt Hardy announces he, Jeff Hardy, Hook, and Isaiah will fight the firm at the Hardy Compound. Oh, buddy, that should be a lot of fun. I don't know if Matt Hardy or Jeff Hardy are going to pull out the full broken stuff i hope they do really like the compound situation so that should be a lot of fun looking forward to that we move on to an eight-man tag team match it is briscoe jarrett sing lethal versus oh god this like the jobber squad and helico serpentico luther and man scout okay uh ends up just kind of being a finisher fest squash match topped with a froggy bow from mark briscoe and then Briscoe acting extremely uncomfortable throughout the whole entire match, working with Dutt and Singh and all that. I, he doesn't like it. I don't really know where they're going with this, but um, eh. <laughs> we got Taya Valkyrie versus Emi Sakura. Jade and Layla Gray come out to watch the match. Sakura squishes Taya against the steel steps at one point. That looked pretty, pretty painful. Emmy paintbrushes Taya silly, like, oh my god, dude, she's smacking her in the face a good five times. Taya can't takes no more, she explodes with a spear, hits the Valhalla for the W. Solid match, hard hitting. I mean, Sakurai, oh man, she, oh, she's so underrated. But uh, I really enjoy her matches because she just beats the shit out of everybody. And freaking Taya was laying it in thick as well. The chest of Emmy was all red, so it was a pretty physical match. I enjoyed it, not too bad. And then Jade is all pissed off. She brawls with Taya after the match and hits her with a Jaded. So the continuation of their feud over the finisher. I just, okay, let's just get these two in a match against each other and we'll get it over with. We got Angelo, Daddy Magic, and Jake Haggard laying down a rap. And um, the award for the whitest moment of all time goes to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh my goodness, dude. That was rough. That was embarrassing for... for That was hard to watch, but it was hilarious. They, they know what they're doing. Thumbs up. Well done. And then the Acclaim come out. They are so ashamed. They can't even do a rap of their own. They just run down and they try to cut off Dad, Daddy Magic's nipples. Like, what? This shit is getting out of control. The Oh, man. And now it is time for the main event. It is the returning Sean Spears. Not freaking 10, baby. I love this guy. I love Sean Spears. My wife is a huge fan of Sean Spears. And, jo and he is taking on Jungle Boy. 
Jungle Boy catches Spears in a roll-up for a competitive victory right here. I mean, it was a sol- it was a really solid match. I was just so happy to see Spears back in the ring. He's been gone for a long time. He's just become a father, so congratulations to that. And man, I'm hoping that this is going to be his year in AEW. Uh, we man, we've been big fans of of Mister Mister Ten for a long time. I. They missed the boat with this dude so hard in WWE. He was so popular, but they would not use him. He comes to AEW, and it's just kind of been like a roller coaster ride. Like he's had some prominent moments, but he's never really grabbed onto anything consistently. So, really hoping that this will be a good year for Sean Spears. And it was a fine first match back for him. Nice performance from Jungle Boy, staying really hot, remaining in that win win column right here. I I had no uh, no doubts that Jungle Boy was going to win this match, but uh, nice to see Spears in the main event. That was key. And it was an all right Rampage this week. Excited for that Hardy Compound match. I'm going to give Rampage this week a six out of ten. And we'll finish with SmackDown. They were in Nebraska, the University of Nebraska. Sammy and Kevin Owens start the show. They cut a promo. They are not worried about the draft, so they don't think they're going to get separated. Even if they do get separated, like, they're on both shows anyway. So, again, this, this is why I don't really care about the draft. It really doesn't matter. And they're not also not worried about the Usos. This summons the Usos. Jimmy does this hilarious Sami Zayn impression. Like, everybody almost cracks character there. Yeah, fucking so funny. Thumbs up for that. Usos want their titles back. Solo apparently has leveled up, and Sammy will be the one to betray to betray Kevin Owens this time. So, hmm, that would be a little bit interesting. I hope that I don't want this breakup to happen anytime soon. But when it inevitably happens, it would be kind of interesting to see Sammy be the one to pull the trigger. Anyway, a fight breaks out. Matt Riddle comes out to give Sammy and Kevin Owens the edge, and we've seen this thing before. So, kind of a copy and paste situation from last week. It was okay. Uh, we got Xavier Woods versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, all right, he's back, baby. L.A. Knight gets a taste of his own medicine. Xavier grabbing the tights in a roll-up, and he picks up the W. So, not too bad. I mean, it was a solid match. I'm really happy to see L.A. Knight still exist. They they haven't just thrown him away into the trash, so that's good. And then after Gunther is talking trash to Xavier Woods backstage, Xavier puts Gunther in his place, telling him he's coming for the championship. So Gunther versus Xavier Woods. Ah, it'll be it'll probably be a really fine, solid match. I can see that pairing being good. Xavier Woods, solid wrestler. Solid wrestler. We got Matt Riddle. He is fired up backstage. He wants to get his revenge finally on Solo Sokoa. Kevin Owens warns Riddle to be careful, and then they exchange some some bro hugs, we'll call them. You know, Kevin Owens pushes Matt Riddle. He's like, don't do it, bro. And then Matt Riddle's like, bro, I'm going to do it. And then he pushes him back. I mean, oh, that shit's crazy. We move on. It is Damian Priest with the Judgment Day versus Escobar and the LWO. Damien talking shit before the match. He gets jumped by the LWO. The match begins. Things get a little bit out of control. Uh, LWO gang up on Dom Mysterio at one point, And Michael Cole is going bananas again. He's like, get him! Get him! Oh my god, Michael, you're ah, incredible. And then Selena hits Ripley with a Huracarana. But Damien gets the last laugh. Choke slams Escobar in the ring for the W. Solid match. I mean, crowd was... Loving the LWO. This is, I love that. That's awesome. Damien starts beating down Escobar, and here comes Rey Mysterio for the save. Crowd is 
losing it right now. And hell yeah, man, I'm I'm really enjoying this LWO versus Judgment Day stuff. It should be a lot of fun going into Backlash because they're going to be in Puerto Rico. You got the LWO. It's oh yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think all these guys, Escobar and the fucking oh man, what's their names? The other two guys, Wilder or Wheeler, something like that. They're really good. And of course, Selena winning my most underrated female wrestler of the year. I I have some thoughts about her, and I'm mm, I'm looking forward to this. Thumbs up. We got Paul Heyman. He is eight out of ten, losing his mind backstage. Solo just puts his hand on him. He stops, and and then Heyman's just like, oh oh god, he's gonna kill me. And Solo's just like, I got this. And yeah, I I think Solo does got this. Is Solo Sokoa becoming like a main event player in this company right before our eyes? I think so. Like. He's, they, they really seem to be putting a lot of chips into this guy. And I think deservedly so. He's really good. And we got the new women's tag team champions. They come out to the ring. Uh, they get a huge fireworks show. And they, they clearly had no idea that was coming. Because it scared the shit out of Raquel Rodriguez. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And then Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green interrupt their moment. Liv says they will fight them for the titles. A little brawl breaks out. And... Man, I mean, this was pretty fucking boring, honestly. Especially compared to the last segment, and the crowd was losing it. Dead silent right here. They could not give one singular shit about this whole situation. Just a whole bunch of tag teams that are just thrown together. Like, Liv and Raquel just got thrown together a month ago. They're the champions. Chelsea Green and Sonya just have appeared, like, over the last couple weeks. So no one really can get a gauge on what these tag teams are really about. And, like, what the hell happened to Chelsea Green and Carmella? I thought that would have been a really fun, entertaining tag team. But now they're moving on to Sonya and Chelsea, so I don't know. And now he is back. It is Shinsuke Nakamura with his old-school entrance, by by the way. That's great. His old, his old entrance is great. The music, that new music with the lyrics was trash. That's it. That was terrible. Thumbs up for that. We, and he is going up against Madcap Moss with Emma. Emma giving Madcap a little pep talk before his match. It does nothing. Interesting outfit for Shinsuke's rocking like this black sparkly Jedi cloak thing. I don't know. He looks pretty cool. Looks pretty cool. And then whatever the hell he's wearing underneath that like black and white leather motorcycle type outfit. Eh, it's interesting. Madcap with a decent 20 second start. And then it is all Shinsuke. He hits the King Shasa, pins and wins. Pretty weak squash match. I mean, it's Shinsuke, dude. We should be getting a bit better of, a, of an opponent than this. But yeah, I didn't like this thumbs down, but I am glad that Shinsuke is back. We got Braun and Ricochet. They are just backstage, just innocently existing, and they are jumped viciously and violently by the Viking Raiders, and then Valhalla just yells at them like, oh my god, that was that was unnecessary. So I believe they're going to fight about it next week. And then we finish it off with the main event. It is Matt Riddle with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Solo Sokoa with the Usos and Paul Heyman. The referee gets really annoyed with all the cooks in the kitchen. Sends everybody away, kicks all the extra interference out. Thumbs up for that. But then, just a couple minutes later, the Usos just walk back. And then so do the tag team champions. I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, you can't get these guys away from each other. Riddle is distracted. He hits, or uh, Riddle gets distracted. Solo hits the spike, pins, and wins. It It was a solid physical fight. I just wish Solo could pick up a one fucking win without interference or distractions or anything. Like, there was, there's just, oh, so annoying. 
Solo goes absolutely nuts on Riddle, slams him onto the announce table, and then flips the whole damn table onto him. He gets crushed. Whole situation, people come out to check on Matt Riddle. Oh, you okay? It's like, yeah, man, that fucking eight-pound table just fell on me. I'm totally fine, but yeah. So Bloodline win uh, the battle this week. And man, this was a weak SmackDown. I did not like the SmackDown very much. Four and a half out of ten. A lot of copy and paste stuff. I mean, it was nice to see LA Knight. The matches just weren't there, man. Like, the best thing right now is LWO and uh, the Rey Mysterio and Dom Mysterio. That shit is heating up really nicely, quite fast. I'm really enjoying how that's coming along, and it should really. I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna nail it at Backlash. The crowd's gonna be nuts for that. But I wasn't so nuts for the SmackDown. Not so good. Try again next week, and let's finish off the show with the three stars of the week, baby. A little bit of a lighter week, but uh, I guess in comparison to other weeks. But uh, I'm fine with this. So just one shout out before we get into the official three stars: the Usos. Versus Alpha Academy on Raw this week. Very, very good tag team match. Really enjoy Alpha Academy. And them against the Usos. I mean, that, I don't think, I don't know if, we've probably seen it, but um, I would like to see that some more. But uh, obviously the Usos are very busy right now with Sammy and Kevin Owens. So probably aren't going to see that match again for quite some time. But I enjoyed it while it was here. Now for the official three stars of the week, baby. Third star of the week goes to... The Fatal 4-Way on NXT, JD McDonough and the boys, I mean, just getting it done, love this stuff, really good match, good enough for the third star of the week. Second star goes to Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews for the International Championship, I mean, really good match, I enjoyed the both of these two, Buddy Matthews, really good wrestler, enjoyed the chemistry between the two, I would really like to see these two go at it again. And now, the first star of the week goes to... And this kind of hurts me a little bit, but Swerve Strickland versus Darby Allen on Dynamite. I was, uh, I was pleasantly. I mean, I, it's just I don't like the gimmick of Swerve. I, I do realize that he's a pretty darn good wrestler in his own right, and he put on a great match against Darby Allen. Darby Allen doing his usual reckless selling. I just love it so much. And Swerve had a really good performance, man. It was a great match and first star of the week. So congratulations to you guys. Well done. And that is the show. Thank you everybody so much for listening. We will be back on Monday with a finally going to be doing that Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter versus. I pushed it back a week just so I can kind of get all caught up with everything. WrestleMania weekend and then the award show after that just kind of um, a lot of extra work for me there over, over over the last couple weekends, so I just wanted to take it a little easy, get a little caught up, and yeah, so the Ratchet and Clank Versus will be up on Monday, you can look forward to that, and of course on Wednesday we'll be back with the hockey show, the playoffs are on, their, they're, they're here baby, the NHL regular season is over, so Wednesday we'll probably be looking at playoff matchups and all that stuff, so you can look forward to that, and you know what? It's the weekend, y'all. Go out there. Enjoy your weekend. It is a beautiful, sunny weekend here in Canada, so I am going to enjoy it because it's going to go right back down to the cold temperatures again, so they're just giving us a little bit of a teaser weekend here of summertime, so I'm going outside. I'm going to enjoy this shit. I suggest that you you do the same thing, so enjoy your weekend, everybody. We will be back again on Monday. 